Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Tour differently. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield. Inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe that you enjoy the show? Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast brought to you by Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Carolina Panthers, Skylar Callahan. Jonathan Stewart uh, is, is, can't make it this week. Uh, he'll be back with us next week, but uh, we wanted to get a quick one in uh, with you guys this Friday to go over uh, the different transactions the Panthers have gone through this week and to talk about this uh, situation with quarterback uh, in the NFL and the, the strange case of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so we'll get to all that as well. Of course, it's an open mailbag. If you've got anything you want to talk about, uh, while we're out here, like Kevin giving us a, a salute. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good, uh, good afternoon to you too, Kev. Um, if, you, if you're if you wanting to express your opinion on anything that's going on, feel free to do so here on Open Mail Back Friday. Um, before we get into everything, uh, I, I just saw on my phone, we just went live here a little after 3.30, and I don't know if you got it yet, uh, Skylar, but I saw that uh, the Panthers have just released linebacker Damian Wilson. And have created 3.6 million in cap space. Um, any thoughts on what they've been doing the past couple of days regarding that? Because I did pull, uh, they've done some ruptures of comments here. Any thoughts on what they're what what they're doing or what they're trying to do here in regards of uh, creating some space? Yeah, I mean it's it's restructure season all across the league. I mean this is the time of year every team's going to do this where they're going to kick the can down the road. For certain guys and for guys like Damian Wilson, potentially Shaq Thompson, they could be uh, salary cap casualties in the fact that they just get cut outright. So keep an eye on Shaq Thompson. That's going to be one that we're going to watch for over the weekend. Do they rework his deal? He's only got one year left on his deal. So it's it, it's more of do they want to cut ties with him now and, and find his replacement now, or do they see him as a part of the future and if so, you might as well go ahead and try to get an extension done now so that way you can allocate the money the way you need to 
to make sure that this cap hit for 2023 isn't what it is right now, which I believe is like 12 or $13 million. So not surprised. Uh, Damian Wilson's a, a decent linebacker, but there's obviously some guys that they have out there um, in free agency and that they may look at in the draft that might fit better with this 3-4 scheme. So, you know, Ajiro Evero is going to find his guys, and I, I don't really think there's – there's too much to make out of this one in particular, although it does create a few more million dollars in cap space. Um, I, I really feel like I'm, I'm trying to decide if it's best to just go ahead and cut him or or to yeah. see if he'll redo it and, and him be that vet in that room. Because if he's not in there, who's the veteran player in the def- on the defensive side of the ball? Or do they care about that? <laughs> is, the defense, is the veteran guy Brian Burns at that point or, or whatever? I mean, I think you'd like to have one or two guys at each level to have that experience or, or that leadership. And, I mean, Frankie Lubu could potentially be that guy. One name I would keep an eye on, too, once we hit free agency next week, for, or was with the Colts, played under Reich, uh, Bobby Okereke. Very speedy, athletic, versatile linebacker, can play multiple spots. That's what Scott Fitter has, has said all along. Like, they want to get faster and more athletic in that second level of the defense. So, Okay, okay, makes perfect sense to me. And the one way to do it, to free up money, cut Shaq Thompson. Um, I think that's probably the best way to go about it. I don't know that Shaq's really got a future here anyways, even beyond 2023. So I would just cut bait with him. I mean, it, it stings because he's kind of like one of the last few remaining pieces of that Super Bowl. Yeah, he really is. Him and uh, Jansen, the long snapper. They're pretty much yeah. <laughs> the only ones left. So <laughs> That's pretty much it. But, I mean, at some point, everything's going to come to an end. And I think it, it it's best for him to go somewhere else uh, where he probably fits a little bit better. Um, I, and I think he can be fine in a 3-4, 100% be fine. But I just – I think with the way they want to play, it's more attacking, more aggressive. And I, I don't know – they probably want to send a lot of uh, – linebacker blitzes off out of this too. So I don't know how much of a factor he can be in this defense. I actually, when you said he'd be perfect in that three or four, San Francisco was the first thing that came to mind uh, where he could potentially land if they do cut him. Uh, and he would have a familiar face. And Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator there. It almost seems too good of a fit uh, if he does yeah. get cut. But we won't know until after the weekend. We'll see. The Panthers kind of keeping things close to the vest, but they're kind of wide open. They're pretty much out there on everything. Um, there's a rumor that the Bears have already received uh, an offer for the draft. It's kind of the parameters are already in place uh, with two first-round picks, and a lot of people are assuming it's Carolina because they have those picks to, to use. Um, we'll get into that here in just a bit. Before we go too deep in the weeds, though, I do need to give a quick uh, shout-out to Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. And what we'll do today, where we'll start, is to get you caught up on Panther News. From the week, uh, you can also keep track with this over uh, at All Panthers, uh, where Skyler's pumping out content daily regarding the Panthers. Uh, one of the things just recently that just happened over the past 24 hours, the Panthers have been restructuring contracts to free up some cap room. The Panthers restructured the contract with Xavier Woods, um, our safety. They've already done the contract with Moten, the right tackle, and right guard Austin Corbett. So they've 
They'll, the move with Woods will save Carolina about $1.6 million in cap space. He signed a three-year, $15 million contract with Carolina last offseason and actually had a pretty good year, had 86 tackles, six pass breakups, two fumble recoveries, and a quarterback hit. They The Panthers now are at $9.4 million in available cap space, um, and some more restructures are probably going to be coming later on this week. Other than Shaq, Skyler, what other uh, players do you have in mind that might be uh, out there for restructure? Well, I think they should be close to 12 million in cap space with with the Wilson one because I think they were nine before that. So I, I don't don't quote me on that, but I think that might be the case. But um, DJ Moore is probably another one that's that's on the way. I know he just signed his contract extension, but he's he's a guy that's going to carry a big cap hit. So he for sure is definitely a candidate. Um, maybe like a Dante Jackson. Really, I mean, you just you look. All you got to do is go to. Panthers contracts, look who has the biggest cap hits in 23, and <laughs> those are your candidates, essentially. So um, it's not necessarily that they're they're not going to get their money. They're going to get their money. But it's just – and the one thing that I or that I saw on Twitter, and I'll give a little shout-out here to Josh Klein from the Riot Report. He, he brought up a really good point. You don't want to kick the can down the road consistently or constantly. But when you do it with players that you know are going to 100% live up to that expectation of that contract, you don't really worry about it. You know Taylor Moon's going to be fine. You know Dante Jackson more likely is going to be fine. You know 100% DJ Moore is going to be fine. It's the guys that you don't really know. Are, are If you sign a guy to a four-year deal and a year later you restructure his contract, well, if he really hadn't lived up to that money in that first year, you kind of got to be – cognizant of, of what that's going to look like down the road because if you kick that can down the road and he's not even here in two or three years now you've got trouble on your hands so it's more so guys that you know for sure like a dj Moore. Um, i'd probably say dj more than dante i think dante is going to be fine he'll probably make it to the end of that contract but again there's probably more certainty there with dj Moore. i can see that um and I'm trying to are they are they trying to compile money so they can go ahead and give Burns an extension or do you think this is for free agency or what do you think they're stockpiling the money for? Well, they're going to have a ton of I well I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say ton cuz I don't know off the top of my head. I had it a couple of days ago, but um they should have enough money for agency next year to really really spend if they want to. So, I, I don't know if we'll get a Brian Burns contract extension this offseason. It probably more than likely will happen next year. Um but those talks are probably already started and that they're probably at least getting an idea of what that's going to look like uh, so they can kind of project things out. But I think this is more so for adding talent to the roster now that's on the outside. So whether it's free agency, the draft, obviously they, they have a, a a little basket full of money that they set aside for the draft every year. That's not really accounted for the other salary cap that they want to use in free agency or trades. So I think that this is probably to go get – that linebacker, that big-time receiver, maybe not a big-time receiver, but an explosive receiver. They're going to look at corners. Um, Darius Slay, I just saw, has requested for a trade. Now, I don't know what that what that would look like in terms of what Philly wants in return. But, I mean, hey, if you can get a guy that can go with Dante and J.C. Horn, I mean, yeah. why not? <laughs> I know Bradbury's out there too, right? And Bradbury going to be a free agent? Bradbury and and there's there's help at safety too that could be out there because it doesn't seem like 
Fur, Reich, Ajira, any of those guys really have an idea of what they want to do with Jeremy Chin. So if you bring Jeremy Chin down the linebacker, where I believe he probably should be playing full-time because he's closer to the ball and it seems like that's where his most damage is done, then you can go and, and get a, another safety. And I think that, too, is what, what's going to happen with Shaq Thompson is going to maybe dictate what happens with Jeremy Chin. Obviously, they're not going to play the same spot at the linebacker, but – you're moving a linebacker down, or you're moving Jeremy Chin down a linebacker. You get rid of Shaq Thompson. Now you're more focused on getting a safety in free agency, maybe getting an, a, another another linebacker in the draft. Kevin uh, Fakori was asking, "Are we having this cap deficit because of Anderson and McCaffrey?" Um, that is that's a good question for you, uh, Skyler. Are we? <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think that we had a lot of uh, dead money, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Are we still paying like Keekly and? Some of those guys, um, I had it. I have it. Well, here, we, got, I we have thirty-three million dollars in dead cap money that's sitting so, on this cap. So what I what I have is Christian McCaffrey's an eighteen point three million dollar dead money uh, cap hit. Uh, Chosen Anderson, by the way, yeah. uh, nine point seven. Um, Damian Wilson's uh, one million. Uh, Davion Nixon is like one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty thousand, and. The, there's also one that's for Matt Ioannidis is 3.8, and I can't remember if that was something contractually that happened there. Um, not exactly sure on that one. But, yeah, there's there's about 32, 33 million dead cap. I'm trying to see if it's letting me go in to uh, – I'm going through a rabbit hole here. Here we go. So it is. it does kind of show what uh, what's what in terms of cap numbers, dead money. Yeah, DJ Moore's got – well, that's if you cut them uh, pre-June 1st. I'm looking to see who is the dead money here because we are spending some money on uh, some I folks. I think are no right. Here. <laughs> there it is. Right there on the right. So, yeah, it is, it is those guys that I have. I thought there may have been one more, but yeah, it's those five. Okay. So, what, the ones right here at the? Right on the right underneath that ad says dead money. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got you. Okay. And the red here. So, uh, just kind of poking through. Looking to see any names that are no longer here. Um, all these guys are still on the roster. I don't see anybody that's not here anymore that's costing us really any. Go back up. You see it right there underneath the ad. Oh, oh there, okay, I got you. Okay, Yo, McCaffrey, eighteen million. Uh, yeah, chosen Anderson nine, Matt Ioannidis, Damian Wilson. They just cut today. And Davion Nixon. So the main one, yeah. So to answer your question, Kevin, yes, uh, McCaffrey is causing a lot of that uh, stuff to show. I'd imagine that's going to drop off uh, after. There's, there's ways to go look at that and see when the dead money drops off and everything. But yeah, they're carrying $33 million in dead money. So that's a lot of the reason why. And just another reason why, uh, you know, the previous regime maybe didn't do things correctly <laughs> well, we, they, they probably should have been done I mean, look, look at how many of those big contracts that that marty herney dished out and none of those guys either lived up to the potential of that contract or they never even finished the contract you don't really yeah. see that very far with scott fetter and samir Suleiman. like i mean they for the most part these guys maybe without the the or with the exception of uh, rob or chosen anderson um that's probably about the only one that comes to mind that didn't make it to the end of this contract so far. So let's, uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. Cause I know a lot of, we got some commenters on here and, and thanks to everybody that's, that's tuned in live to watch us. I know we're a little bit later than we normally are. Um, but most of the people are 
discussing uh, the quarterback situation around the NFL. And of course, the, there's two big quarterback stories going on. Actually, before we get to those, let's get to the ones that are actually uh, signed uh, and, and your uh, ideas on these. Derek Carr uh, actually affects us uh, signing within the NFC South, going to the Saints. Do you, on one hand, I'm like, okay, he's better than what they had. He's better than Jameis Winston. He's better than Taysom Hill. Uh, on the other hand, in nine seasons, he has been he has played in one playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, of course, he was with the Raiders. Uh, he's reunited with Dennis Allen in uh, New Orleans, his former uh, head coach in uh, uh, with the Raiders. Good, bad for the Saints. The Saints are the the, the quintessential team in the NFL that, that what you were saying earlier that just constantly kicks the can down the road when it comes to salary cap. And I don't know how they do this every year. It's almost like they expect the cap to rise. So they're able to just kind of a year or two behind it think, okay, well, we're going to get an extra 15 million anyway in 2026 because the cap's going to rise. So we can afford to flirt with the limit uh, here and there. Carr, I got to go back and look up what his contract was. But uh, does that make the Saints as it stands today, the de facto leaders in the clubhouse in the NFC South? Because they're really the only ones in the South with a quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Does that push them over or? Yes and no, because, like, I mean, the season's not going to start today or next month, which is a good thing because none of the other three teams have a quarterback. But if if they did, then, yeah, they would be. But I don't know that this is much of an upgrade from what they had, to be honest with you. Like, Andy Dalton – and I'm not a big Andy Dalton guy. I don't know that there's many Andy Dalton guys out there. But just to compare the two, Andy Dalton last year in 14 starts, 66% completion. Derek Carr, 60. Andy Dalton, 18 touchdowns. Derek Carr, 24. Andy Dalton, nine interceptions. Derek Carr, 14. So, I don't know. I mean, just based off the numbers, I I don't think they're getting much of an upgrade from what they already had in Andy Dalton. Except for now, the the only upgrade that they have is in their salary cap. (laughs) So. Thank you. <laughs> great. That's great. They, they find a way to get out of the hole. Um, but for Carolina, it just never made sense. Like, it was good to at least see them have the conversation, see what it would look like. I mean, hell, who knows? Like, you may come across a quarterback one once in every blue moon that's going to be significantly cheaper than you really think. But you have to actually talk to the guys to figure that out. So It almost felt so, obvious to me – I was say, it almost felt like to me that the Panthers were only talking to Derek Carr to, dra- to drive up the price. Like they never were going to, and they, they, you know, listen to what Frank Wright said and uh, the others when they were talking about Scott Fitter, like, yeah, you know, we had a conversation when it went really good. He's really smart, this and that or whatever. Like they're not going to diss him or whatever while they're, you know, in this phase. But I never really thought they were serious because it was contradicting what they were saying about the draft. And like, you know, if you fall in love with a guy, you got to go up and get him and, uh, it seems like they fell in love with Bryce Young during the combine. So I'm kind of worried that that team that's rumored to have offered Chicago whatever for that first pick is us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it might be us that, that actually did that. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I think there was serious interest with him. There's in car. Now, how serious? I, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that they were willing to get into a betting war. Like once they figured out kind of the money holes, the whole money situation, like the first time or two that they talked, it was just a, a feeling out process. It was just what do you want in terms of, you know, the fit? How, how do the Panthers see him fitting in? So on and so forth. The situation, like do they 
expecting him to be kind of a long-term guy or a bridge or a one-year stopgap. Like, what's the deal? So I think once they started talking money, they're like, Okay, go away. <laughs> we did our due diligence. Uh, yeah. We're in on every deal. Like, let, but yeah, go. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it just it wouldn't make any sense. Just like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing where uh, – and actually, you know what? I wasn't even going to do this today because normally we do it with Stu is here. Uh, uh, Stu will be back next week, but I got to – I'm going to tell you why we messed up. I'm going to tell you why we messed up. I got to exclude you because you're my boy. But the media, the national media – they have lost their minds in terms of what they're attaching the Panthers to. It seems like every quarterback that becomes available, it's like, well, expect the Panthers to blah, blah, blah with this. And I'm like, the Panthers don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> the Panthers, they've told us what they're going to do. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing, when it, first, when it first started circling around, they were like, look for the Panthers to be one of the top destinations or whatever. I'm like, why would the Panthers pay $58 million to a to 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers like they don't need Aaron Rodgers to to be the best in the NFC South. They definitely don't need to spend sixty million dollars on him, and then next year wonder if he's going to play. Like that doesn't even go along with <laughs> what they're trying to build. So when they yeah. when they attach Aaron Rodgers to it, the Lamar thing I saw, but um, I wanted to ask this though. Well, let me get to the next one before we get to Lamar because I know everybody's waiting on the Lamar Jackson combo. Uh, Daniel Jones, um, hmm. four four years, hundred sixty million. <laughs> Four years, $160 million contract with the Giants. Um, I saw this thing and I posted it. Uh, I posted it earlier today where uh, with Daniel Jones. Um, this blew my mind in terms of this stat. Now, granted, they're not counting his uh, his rookie year and they're not counting his rushing touchdowns. But uh, I'm trying to find it real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Um <laughs> So Daniel Jones, starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is the only quarterback in the modern passing era to play 10-plus games for three consecutive years and throw fewer touchdowns than games played every year. So 2020, he played 14 games. He threw for 11 passing touchdowns. 2021, he played 11 games. He threw for 10 passing touchdowns. And then last year, he played all – well, he played 16 games. He passed for 15 touchdowns. This man just made 140 140- – $160 million <laughs> from the New York Giants. Am I am I tripping? Am I too hard on Daniel Jones? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And the Giants for this? Oh, Is this one God. of those... Okay, uh, I just wanted to be sure because every time I see it come through, I'm like, what am I missing with Daniel Jones? I don't get it. So I have I never understood the love affair with Daniel Jones. Like, even when he came out of college, there's a few uh, bigger national types that they're not really national writers. I mean, they're, they're local people out in their own cities, but that fell in love with Daniel Jones. And I'm just like, what is the, the love affair? Like, I don't get it. I, I never saw it in college, and 
I mean, that was the same uh, draft that had uh, Drew Locke, uh, Kyler Murray. Was that Kyler Murray year? Yeah, uh, no, I can't remember either. I'm not sure. It was right um, around it, though. I want to say it was Kyler Murray. Dwayne Haskins may have been in that draft. Ooh, but yeah, yeah, well, I thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, I don't understand how the Giants just took this kid in the top ten. Hey, Gellman, man, the former general manager of the Carolina oh, Panthers. He oh, fell in love with him, and <laughs> he traded up, I think, to get him, didn't he? Didn't he trade I, up? I was, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and, I, and I'll say this. Like, <laughs> he has – I will I will, I will, give him his, his credit. He has proven me wrong a little bit. Like, I thought he was going to be a complete bust. He's not a complete bust. He's not a complete bust. But yeah, he's, he's not trash. worth anywhere near $35 million. And I know we're talking about the whole Lamar thing. If Lamar Jackson plays under the franchise tag, I believe it's like thirty-two or thirty-three million dollars, and I think the Ravens are wanting to pay him about thirty-five million a year. Well, I'm telling you right now, that's that's off the table. Lamar, if he just sees Daniel Jones get a thirty-five million dollar per year contract, he's not going to be okay with that. That's interesting. I should get double this. Like this is this is insanity. Oh <laughs> as soon as I saw it, because I, I have a couple of friends that are Giants fans. And they've tried to justify Daniel Jones. They're like, well, he doesn't have any wide receivers. I'm like, well, so <laughs> there's plenty of quarterbacks that don't have wide receivers. You don't give him $40 million a year because you feel bad for him. Like, what has he I done? Didn't have any receivers. Derek Carr didn't have any receivers. Yeah. Like, and, well, well nah, he was making close to it. He was playing, he was making what, like 35, something like that. So it's crazy the quarterback market. Uh, and I'm pulling it up here because I wanted to see uh, where. These QBs are, of course, Aaron Rodgers at the top with uh, fifty point three million. He'll be getting paid average value. Uh, Russell Wilson forty nine million. Kyler Murray forty six. Kyler Murray's out with a torn ACL right now. He's not going to start the season next year. Deshaun Watson. Wow, every single quarterback until you get to Pat Mahomes at number five is either injured or had a bad year or just didn't play well last year. Um, that's nuts, isn't it? Rogers, Wilson, Murray, Watson. Then you get to Mahomes, uh, who looks like a steal at 45 million uh over 10 years. They're gonna restructure that probably next year. Uh, and he'll be closer towards the top again. Um, Josh I mean, Allen, Stafford, man. And then there, there's Daniel Jones, tied for seventh with Dak Prescott, 40 million a year. You got the same deal as Dak. Yeah, I mean. Do you want a guy that's going to eat up $35 million, or do you want to trade up to number one? And the cap hit, I believe, is projected to be like 7.3 or 7.4. So you take the number one quarterback in the draft, and if he if you hit on him, he's cheap as hell for four yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. well, he's probably going to want an extension maybe year three if he's already lighting it up. But, I mean – you have a chance to build this thing for four years. And this kind of goes back to what you usually say with this, this window of winning, like it's usually three or four years. Mm -hmm. Well, it's usually when you have this ideal situation where you have a really good team built already, and then you just put a quarterback in there on a rookie deal and you're set. <laughs> like, it's you really rare to, to parachute a guy in. It's really rare to parachute an old vet in and win a Super Bowl with him. Right. Cause I'm looking, I'm trying to think back. Peyton I mean, Manning, goes, but, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford. Um, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Um, but, I mean, you're talking about two two out of those three guys are probably three. Yeah. 
like best top ever. three of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of skews the uh, the average there. And I'm looking down at the bottom of this. Uh, Joe Burrow, he's going to be coming up here. Trevor Lawrence, I think they got another year before they really got to start messing with him. But Joe's coming up here soon. And Joe is probably going to be up here somewhere. Uh, am, yeah, I, am, no I bad, am I bad for saying that Daniel Jones is essentially just what Sam Darnold was supposed to be? Hmm. They're kind of the same, right? I mean, very similar. I mean, I'd actually go as far as to say Darnold probably has a stronger arm than Daniel Jones. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to argue against that. I mean, they're very, very similar. Like, I think if you took Daniel Jones and said what I thought he would be coming out of the NFL, I thought he would be what Sam Darnold is. And if you would have said Sam Darnold lived up to his hype, I'd say he'd be what Daniel Jones has been. So, like, I, I think they're very – very similar in comparison. If uh, thanks for everybody to stopping by, uh, comments are flooding in here. We'll try to get as much as we can here on a, a little bit of a shortened version of Believe in Carolina Panthers today. We'll be out here in about the next ten minutes or so. Uh, Willie, super fan for Believe in Panthers, says how high in the draft are the Panthers willing to go all the way to one or settle for third? I think it depends on who they fall in love with. Um, again, I'm catching these vibes that the way they talked about Bryce Young at the combine, the Panthers brass. I feel like they fell in love with Bryce Young. Um, and to be honest, last week I kind of did a little bit too, just watching a little film on him. He's got a touch with that ball. And, like, I'm not as worried about his size as I was maybe a couple of months ago just because I had to remind myself it's not 1985. You know, like, he'll, he has, like, rules in place that can kind of keep him, for the most part, protected. And the ones we've always talked about that have gotten hurt, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, uh, the, these kind of quarterbacks, they've gotten hurt outside the pocket more often than not. Cam now, Cam technically got hurt in the pocket uh, with the shoulder injury that pretty much kind of derailed the rest of his career. But Lamar got hurt uh, running through a hole in the line. Um, and some of these others, uh, when Pat Mahomes twisted his ankle, he was on a run play. Like it, it's just little things like that where I'm like, okay, they can do some things with him that I would be fine with. But out of this group of quarterbacks that are in this draft, I'm probably leaning towards Bryce at the moment, but this we'll get to the rookies probably next week. But this week was supposed to be about the veteran quarterbacks that are out there. Um, how did you feel about, or what did you think when you saw as soon as uh, they put the the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, there was like six teams that just came out like five minutes later and it was like such and such is not in the running for Lamar Jackson. Did that feel weird to you that they had like why would they come out and say anything at all? Like why come out and say you know? It's, it's kind of rare that an MVP-type quarterback like that somewhat becomes available because obviously he's not clearly available yet. But for it to happen so close to free agency, I don't know if they moved around the, the, the franchise tech deadline or not. I can't really remember. But, I mean, you're getting close to free agency. So if you're a team that's interested in a quarterback – or you are maybe trying to figure out something with the quarterback on your own roster, like say Carolina, and you're thinking about drafting a guy, but you also want to bring back maybe Sam Darnold. Well, if Sam's out here seeing you put in a waiver claim for Lamar Jackson, I mean, I'm not saying you sh- you're, you're going to be scared to lose Sam Darnold. I'm just saying like, you're going to be potentially losing your bridge quarterback. So that's, that's the big issue with that. And I think with other teams, like, you look at Vegas, I don't think that they're going to go through the draft. It seems like Jimmy G may be a good option for them or somebody else. Like, I think they're going to go with a veteran. So, so they attached them to us, too. Uh, you, don't, Jimmy G. 
you don't want to you don't want to scare those free agents off by doing that because the Ravens the Ravens have I think four or five six days somewhere in that neighborhood to where they can wait until they can match or let Lamar walk. So if they wait that thing out all the way, if a team put in a claim today for Lamar, we're talking almost middle of next week before they know an answer. By then, the, the top quarterbacks in free agency are going to be gone. It's a weird situation. They should have just paid him last year. If they paid him last year, like Dak Prescott-type money, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But they decided to wait, and it's almost like now they're tentative to do it because, I guess, the injury history. But he got injured because he was trying to prove a point to you. <laughs> he was trying to show you guys he's worth the money. He's already won a league MVP, so it's like – what else does he need to do? And then to your point, he opens up the uh, he opens up his iPad or whatever earlier this week and sees Daniel Jones gets 140 or 160 million dollars for four years, and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> like I asked for, I think he asked for, uh, was it uh, 200 guaranteed or something like that? And Raven said no, or uh, nobody uh, knows exactly what the numbers are now. Like what what's been asked for? Yeah, I mean, no, like you said, no one knows, but it seems like the whole thing goes back to what Deshaun got. Last year, and I think that was like two twenty, two thirty guaranteed. Two thirty-five, so, yeah, yeah. So like that kind of reset the market because now you're thinking, okay, a guy like Deshaun Watson, probably not even a top five quarterback at this point, got that type no. of money, and it's all guaranteed. Well, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Lamar Jackson is going to want that type of money. Joe Burrow, when his deal's up, is going to want that t- kind of money. Um, Justin Herbert, when his deal's up, he's going to want that type of money. A so, lot of mad NFL owners out there right now, like a lot oh, yeah. of mad, and they're all they're all ticked off at Cleveland right now because now all of a sudden the expectation is you're guaranteed money, you're all your money's going to be guaranteed because if Deshaun got it, especially with his off the field situation, why the hell can't I get it? Lamar's had no uh, no outside kids, no no. Uh, interference with the law like no nothing like i mean there's nothing there and he's gotten better every year he's he won an mvp before the age of 25 like yeah he's won one playoff game he's only been the four but and, and this year when he got hurt the, the ravens were two games up in the afc north or whatever like he is the baltimore ravens i don't know what happens if they don't have lamar jackson um now whoever it almost sounds like too that baltimore's like you know what we don't think you're as worth as much as you think you are we do think you're worth this though so why don't we just let other teams make an offer and we'll kind of figure out what your market value is from off these other teams the problem is i don't know if anybody's put in an offer for him yet like uh i think because the other teams are thinking the same thing it, well, i mean we did talk about tyler huntley maybe as an option for carolina last year at one point i think um yeah so i mean he, he would probably be a good uh i don't know if bridge in terms of mentoring the next guy because i, I think at some point they would want to just go to the next guy, but he would be a good guy to to run things from now until you draft that next guy, which I don't know if that would be this year or not because of where they're, they're positioned, but it's a tough situation, man. Like, it's it's really, really weird, and I, I don't know where they go. It, it's not just like Baltimore. Like, the one team that makes absolutely no sense in what they're doing right now is Tennessee. And I just talked about it a week ago about how I thought Lamar would be like a perfect fit in Tennessee, mm. and they're tearing that thing down. Like every yeah. every time I look at my phone, they're they're releasing somebody, they're cutting somebody. It's trade rumors now with Derek 
Kenner, it's like that's, that was the yeah. other one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. I'm gonna tell you why got, we messed up. We got attached to Derrick Henry somehow, and I'm like, what are we gonna do with Derrick Henry? We've got the dude that that was subbing for him. <laughs> I'm like, why are we gonna bring in? How old is Derrick Henry? I mean, I think he's twenty. I don't even know, twenty six. I mean, we, we're the team that just traded off a running back in his prime. Because we he was making too much money. Like, wouldn't why would we? Why would, would we you then? Give, would you give up a third and a fifth? For Derek Henry? Derek Henry, a third and a fifth. Only if we couldn't resign Deonta Foreman. Like, I'm fine with Foreman to be honest. Like, Henry's kind of like the same situation. Like when we had McCaffrey, because that's the one thing I learned. When you have a player like that at that position, it makes it really easy to kind of just push your whole offense to that guy because you know like that's what we were doing with McCaffrey and then as soon as he was gone it was like well we don't have that crutch anymore let's try this let's try that let's do this it let's do that you, it forces you to, to figure it out like yeah before yeah oh we, we got this guy he's gonna take care of everything but and I think too it kind of made the, the, the Christian McCaffrey trade I think we're gonna look back on this like three four years from now and say and I'm not saying that he won't have success out there because I think he will but when you look back at that trade three or four years from now we're going to be like, wow, like Carolina just traded the, arguably the best running back in the NFL and their running game got better throughout yeah. the year. Like yeah. <laughs> that can totally further devalue running backs in this league. They're already valued very low. Yeah. And when you trade the best one at, its, at the position and your run game gets better, what's that say? Like, Yeah, I see. That's why I'm like, no, nah, we, we've got other holes in other spots. Running backs, not really one of them. Chuba Hubbard's under contract. Uh, we're going to run in tandem. So I mean I don't really see I don't see the point of doing and Foreman has said he wants to be here. You know, it'd be a slap in the face for us to <laughs> not sign Deonta Foreman, who said he wants to be here, and then go sign the dude that he subbed for when he was out injured last year that got him the notoriety to be able to get signed by another team in the first place. And then Derrick Henry takes his job by coming here. Like that would just seem wrong. <laughs> like or, disrespectful. <laughs> or you could sign Deontay back to like I don't even know six, five, six, seven million a year, and well, that that might be a little too expensive. But yeah. So we you got one. We like broke. <laughs> we're just this is totally hypothetical, off the wall crap right okay. here. Just say you got Deontay former for five million, you trade a third and a fifth for Deontay or for Derrick Henry, and all of a sudden you got them two reunited. You may not need to draft a quarterback. You can just run the ball 70 times. <laughs> just run Wildcat like the whole game yeah. with Derrick Henry. I saw, uh, out of all the places that I saw attached to uh, Derrick Henry, possibly the one, the only one that really made a lot of sense to me was the Bills. Send him to the Buffalo. That running style yeah. in Buffalo, November, December, nobody's going to want to touch that man coming through the line. And that's what they, it's really the only thing left they don't really have. It's like a marquee running back. They got everything else, and their window is. They're in their window right now, in my opinion. Like they got to do it right now before Allen gets to another extension, and before these other guys, skill players, and stuff that they do have, and the defense start asking for money. Like they probably got another year or two at this level uh, to do what they got to do. I know you got to get out of here, Skyler, real quick before you go. Mike Aldrich was going to ask us. I'd like to know y'all's top four favorite rookie quarterbacks in order, and I know it. I know I'm sure it might change in a week. Um, as it stands today, who would you have at the top, Young? No, I got no? I got, got CJ Stroud, and that's why I think mm. we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it next week. Yeah, but I think Stroud. If you're going to trade up to number one, you got to have a certainty. You got to have conviction, and Scott said that. And to me, 
you trade up to number one, you're taking a guy that everyone views as scared as hell to take because he's so small. I don't know if I'd want to be the one that puts my job on the line for that. CJ Stroud's the guy. So I'd go Stroud. Good point. Young, Levis, and then probably Richardson. You'd have Levis ahead of Richardson right now after the combine performance? 3A, 3B. Okay. Because I think Richardson did the most in terms of increasing his value at the combine out of all of these guys. Um, Richardson was kind of looked at as a stretch at nine before the combine, and now it's like people are thinking he might move up into the top five just off he's a, of he's a total boomer bust guy. That, yeah. And that's, that's a very, that's exactly why I don't think Carolina will take him because if you're trading up, you're not taking up rolling the dice on a fit guy. that's going to be a boomer bust. Yeah. I think it's going to be Stroud or, or, uh, or young. I think that's where they're at right now. Or maybe even Levis. Levis is still, there's smoke there. Like and maybe they think they can do something with him, but Levis kind of comes off as like, I don't want to say arrogant, but like, you got a little Brad, baker, too. tight kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it would mesh well here in the uh, the deep south, uh, even though he played at Kentucky. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to get into the rookie quarterback class next week. Uh, Stu will be back with us. Don't worry. Uh, he just had a couple things that popped up late here on Friday, and he couldn't make it. We want to get something out for you guys this week. We'll be back next Friday with a new uh, episode. We'll probably be back close to our regular time, right around lunchtime. Uh, you can check for us there. Uh, definitely subscribe, rate and subscribe here at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. When we do put in uh, the episode, I know we're about 30 minutes behind today, but you'll you'll get a prompt telling you when we're going to be on. And previous episodes you can hear on the uh, Believe Podcast Network, any major podcast platform, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes or whatnot. So uh, for Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and viewing the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Keep panning. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.